Hey there! I am all about reusing and recycling. So, while the podcast is having a little bit of a break and a refresh, I'm bringing you some of my old amazing episodes. And on today's episode, we're going to answer some common questions about money blocks, including how do I know when I have money blocks? Will they ever go away? And also some childhood money messages that will keep you broke. All right, enjoy this throwback. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Okay, so what exactly are money blocks? In my book, Lucky Bitch and Get Rich Lucky Bitch, I describe these money blocks as anything that holds you back from making the money that you want. Now, this is usually an underlying belief or fear or story about money, and you may or may not even be aware of it, but it's there. Sometimes it's a completely hidden story that sabotages you in really sneaky ways. So for example, lots of women don't even think they have a money block. Instead, they just tell themselves, well, maybe I'm just not good at business, or maybe I'm just not meant to be rich, or maybe my marketing's not working. And it's way too easy to think that you don't make enough money because of something outside of yourself. But that's not true. You know, you might be thinking, well, my clients just don't have the money or Mercury is retrograde or maybe the economy is not right or there's an election at the moment, all of those things and other random excuses. And don't get me wrong, sometimes there are external factors that can completely affect what you earn, but believing that you can't do anything about those factors or start earning more is purely a mental job. So make sure that your excuses aren't really money blocks. Spoiler alert, they totally are money blocks. So for example, you might think, oh, my clients just can't afford me. Well, you know what? That is just a BS money block. You can up-level your marketing to make your value clearer, or you could find a new target market that is more aligned to your your pricing. Or you might think, well, the economy sucks right now. Well, you know what? You could create maybe an affordable group program that lets you help multiple people for the same amount of work or open your market up to a different economy. Or maybe you think, I'm too busy to create passive income products. Well, maybe you could raise your prices to take on less clients or hire somebody to help you free up time to make some more passive income. So yes, these external factors might be 100% real, but the idea that they can control you is just a money block. So how do you know if you have money blocks? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, trust me, you have money blocks, you do. Why am I so sure of that? Because honestly, everybody does. I don't know a single entrepreneur, even the mega successful zillionaire chillpreneur ones who don't deal with some form of money blocks. And yes, that totally includes me, even though I teach this stuff. So you know that famous Zig Ziglar quote, and he talks about motivation is like showering. You have to do it every day because it doesn't last. Well, working on your money blocks is kind of the same. You don't shift your blocks and it's a one-time thing because every time you hit a new level in your business, you're probably going to see the same kind of blocks crop up again and again. Now, the good news is that you'll start to recognize them so you can deal with them much quicker each time. Meanwhile, though, I want you to really get this idea. If you want more money and it's just not coming, well, most of the time you've got to work on your money mindset. 
So the good news is that you can have money, money blocks, but not let it derail you. So why do we have money blocks? What purpose do they serve? I think that a lot of women have this underlying fear that it's not safe for us to be rich or successful or powerful or have money. Deep down, you probably have stories about how more money could lead to some negative outcomes for you. And that's kind of weird because on the surface, you think, of course I want to make more money, but you have these conflicting feelings on the inside. So really, it's kind of a protective mechanism that you think is going to save you from some perceived harm. Let me give you some specific money block examples. So most people have pretty similar money blocks and you know they're very common, I think. You might think that your situation is pretty unique, but it's probably not, to be honest. So see how many of these ring a bell for you. Now, first up, it's like, I, I'm just not meant to be rich or my family isn't rich and I don't care about money. Um, so maybe I'm not meant to be rich either. Or you think, Making money has to be really hard and I don't want to work that hard. Maybe you think, well, I'm lazy. I don't want to work that hard. Or maybe you think it's obscene to make a lot of money when other people in the world don't have enough. And yeah, there's a lot of problems in our world. So you might feel really guilty about making money. Or maybe you tell yourself you just want to help people. You don't care about the money. Or you tell yourself that rich people are greedy and selfish. So you don't even want to be rich. Or maybe you think that something bad will happen, that people will stop liking you if you have too much money. Or maybe you think your partner or your friends or your parents will freak out if you earn more than them, which is kind of juicy. Or maybe you say to yourself, I just want to be happy. I don't care about being rich. Once you know what some of your stories are around money, you can keep an eye out for how it sabotages you. So for example, let's take this really common one that it's really hard to make money or you have to work really, really hard. Because if you have this block, you'll probably find that you actively sabotage yourself to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. You might resist delegating. So you have to do everything yourself and it is hard. Maybe you procrastinate, so you have to pull all-nighters and then you feel justified because you you were crying at 3 a.m. to do it. But when you catch yourself doing these destructive behaviors, stop yourself in the moment and remember it's just a money block. It's not your reality. You can control how you act in those situations. When will my money blocks ever truly go away? Well, I got some good news for you and I've got some bad news, plus uh, a free tool to help you clear some of those energetically. Let's get right into it. Okay, so I totally get where this question is coming from because a lot of the time women think that the goal of, you know, this kind of work in personal development is to have a complete absence of blocks and really that is not the case and I don't think that's actually even realistic. You do not need to have a complete absence of money blocks to be successful in life and business. And I am a perfect example of this. I always talk about the fact that I'm constantly working on my money blocks and I teach money blocks. I teach on how to clear money blocks. Now, let me give you a little secret here. (laughs) I talk about clearing money blocks all the time as in clearing money blocks. But the truth is, I don't know how to help people completely clear their money blocks. I help people dance with their money blocks. I help people become successful despite the fact that they have money blocks. But obviously, it sounds a lot sexier to say clearing money blocks. So the good and the bad news is there's always going to be 
something for you to be scared about in business and something for you to be blocked in around business. But I guess the good news is that things that scare you today in business won't be the things that scare you tomorrow. So your money blocks still stay with you, but they have different forms and shapes. And let me give you a perfect example of one of mine. Again, you might have heard me talk about this, but I really want you to get this at a deeper level. One of my recurring money blocks is that you have to work hard to make money. And so that showed up for me right at the start of my business when I felt like it was kind of like icky to make money from doing something that I loved. So I felt really guilty asking people for the sale because I'd be like, well, this is so easy for me and so much fun. Who am I to get paid to do this? And that was true when I was charging $45, $75 a session. That money block continues on in your journey if that's your primary money block. So for me, that working hard to make money, when I started getting to maybe the six-figure marketing business, I started resisting delegating because I felt like, well, if someone else does it for me or someone else helps me, that's cheating. Then I won't be earning that money. I won't be working hard for it. So it meant that I was pulling all-nighters because I refused to get help. I was burning myself out because I refused to delegate. So I was trying to make that self-fulfilling prophecy happen, right? Well, if as long as I'm working hard, I'll, I'll be able to justify what I'm earning. And then the same thing happened again when I thought, oh, well, I'd love to make a million dollars in a year. And I was thinking, but how am I going to make that money and work four times as hard as I'm making now? You know, uh, sorry, four times as hard as I am now. I was thinking, that's just not going to work because that money block came to me again. You have to work really hard to make money. There's no other easier way. And I'll tell you again, that one comes up for me again and again. So your same money block will stay with you. It will just shift and change over time. Now, you will notice these money blocks come up at very crucial points in your life and business. So say, for example, you have a big personal goal that you're really excited about. Now, it could be something like um, buying a new house. That's when those old money blocks are going to resurface again and try and sabotage you. Maybe you are launching something in your business. You're doing a big launch. Maybe you're creating a big program or something your money blocks are going to come up again and try and sabotage you in sneaky little ways. Or maybe you feel a real calling to step out bigger in your life and business. Maybe you've got a calling to be a little bit more visible. Maybe you want to step up and uh, create some global change. That kind of stuff is going to make you feel very, very vulnerable. And that's when your money blocks are going to come up again. But here's what women do. They start to see those money blocks as almost a sign from the universe that they shouldn't progress any further. It's like, oh my God, this just happened. Maybe the universe doesn't want me to do this. Maybe it's a sign I should not launch this month. Maybe I shouldn't do that thing that I want to do. Instead of seeing that as a sign from the universe, why don't you just see that as a little test? Do you want to do this? Okay. All you have to do is just step forward and those money blocks, they're not going to dissolve completely, but they'll step aside for you to step up into your next level of life and business. But you have to see them for what they are. They're just a little test from the universe. And that's what happens to me all the time. So this month, for example, I had a lot of stuff on, you know, we're doing a big launch this month and suddenly because I have that underlying block, you have to work hard to make money. I started going, well, maybe we need to change our payment processor this month. Maybe we need to create a new blah, blah, blah. And it was because I was just trying to create more work for myself. So I had to, I could justify creating that success. It's very, very interesting and fascinating. 
Hey beautiful, my name is Kathy Feenan. I live in Newcastle, New South Wales, and I'm a success mindset coach for overwhelmed entrepreneurs. I read Get Rich Lucky Bitch this year after I found it on Denise's website and pretty much stalking her for a while now. Two things that really stood out for me were firstly, I learned how to feel abundance so I could attract more abundance into my life. And Denise showed me how it was possible to grow my business and still enjoy a successful life with ease and flow. I also learned so much about pricing. I was undercharging and setting my prices based on what was acceptable and the norm for coaches. And after the book, I increased my prices for my time and continued launching new packages. And now I earn so much more. I highly recommend Denise's book to anyone who wants to break through limiting money beliefs and what's possible for you, your income and your business for the highest good of all. So here's a question I get asked all the time. What happens when you're doing everything right, you're decluttering like crazy, you're writing down your goals, you're really focusing on your money mindset, but nothing seems to happen and in fact, even worse stuff happens. You get an unexpected bill in the post, you get a speeding fine, you suddenly realize that you know you have this massive tax bill. What the hell is going on? Well, this is exactly like when you start a new skincare regime. So you know when you start and you've got the best intentions and you're like, I'm going to have the best skin ever. And then, you know, like you're doing all the stuff and then within three days, you've just got spot, 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 spot. And it's just like, what? This is my reward for suddenly, you know, drinking water and washing my face every day. Like this is my reward. Thanks a lot, universe. This is exactly the same. It's just all that old crap, all that old shit is coming to the surface. It might mean that you've got some cleanup stuff to do. So sometimes things aren't really unexpected. You know, unexpected bills and unexpected tax returns and tax bills, they're not really unexpected. Usually it's because we haven't been paying attention. You know, things like speeding fines and all that kind of stuff, sometimes that is just the universe testing you and saying, look, you're doing all this great stuff, but can you sustain it when some when there's a little bump in the road? So the way to get over this is you really want to look at some of those underlying money beliefs and continually clear that out because eventually you're going to stop manifesting those bad things that happen and you'll let more of the good in. You'll clean up some of that money stuff and it will get better. I promise. Now, don't forget my book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, which you can get on Amazon, is a really great start for starting to clear some of those money beliefs that you have. And I give you some really excellent tips in that as well. Today, we're talking about things we might have learned from our parents about money. And you know what? A lot of the things we learned have probably created major money blocks as we've grown up. And it actually doesn't matter if you grew up rich or poor because since I've been teaching thousands of women, I've realized that our money blocks come from our stories, not the reality. So today we're gonna to look about five common and very damaging money messages that you might've picked up as a kid and how to shift them so you can now have a healthy relationship with money and create a first class life and business. Now your money blocks might have come from the smallest things in your childhood or from really obvious things. So obvious things could have been maybe your parents constantly fought about money 
Maybe they got divorced and had massive fights around child support. Stuff like that can be really damaging and I see that sort of stuff all the time. Other times though, our money stories have come from really subtle things or maybe common family phrases that unwittingly have caused you problems as an adult. So let's talk about them. The first one, in for a penny, in for a pound, meaning maybe you've already invested a little bit, so you may as well keep going. And I see this in entrepreneurs all the time where they feel really bad about saying no or changing their mind, even if something's not working. So in for a penny, in for a pound. Another term for this now is the sunk cost, sunk cost fallacy. I always find that hard to say, but it convinces you that you're not allowed to work or walk away from something if you've committed to it or if you've put a little bit of money into it. You know, or your parents might have said something similar like, we've made your bed, so now you lie in it. And the message there is that even if you've screwed something up, you've got to live with the consequences forever. And I see women do this, right? Maybe you're six months into a business and you're starting to hate it, but you've spent a little bit of money. Or maybe you've realized that you've hired the wrong person to make your website, but you're like trying to make it work. You're still throwing money. Or maybe like me, you created something expensive like a mobile app only to realize hang on, this is not my business model. (laughs) So you might think that just because you've invested money in for a penny, in for a pound, that you're not allowed to change your mind and say no. But in reality, as an adult, you can quit things anytime that don't work for you and you don't have to keep on throwing good money after bad. So if you're in a hole right now, stop digging. Stop funneling further money into something that you know is not right for you, otherwise known as rolling the turd in glitter, trying to make it work. Um, Plus, every business screw up is a priceless lesson. So maybe the lesson that you learned is totally worth the money that you lost. All right, so let's talk about another one. Money doesn't grow on trees. Did you hear that one? Money doesn't grow on trees. And maybe this kind of confused you as a kid because you're like, but money's made of paper. (laughs) So how we interpreted that message is that money's hard to come by and there's never enough of it. And this can be really damaging for entrepreneurs because you might start to perpetuate the myth that you have to work really hard to make money or it doesn't count. So maybe you do things like you procrastinate, you reinvent the wheel, maybe you refuse to delegate or refuse to outsource because you're resisting making ways to making money easier. You know, it's probably the biggest money blocks I see in female entrepreneurs is that thing of money has to be really hard. So it's time to let that one go. Message number three, did your parents ever say, am I made of money? You know, like, what do you think I am made of money? And things like that make you feel really guilty for desiring stuff. And I see that now that women feel really bad and guilty about wanting to create a first class life. And I suspect that started from a really young age. You know, and if you've heard that again and again, you might believe that there's not enough money in the world, that it's greedy to spend it on things that you want. Maybe you feel like you're selfish and kind of bad for asking. And I see this all the time that these messages make women believe that you're not allowed to ask for stuff. You're not allowed to ask for what you want in life. Okay, next one. I love this one. It's better to help people than to make money. Oh my God, this one's so freaking damaging, even though it sounds good on the outside. You know, help people rather than making money because the assumption is that you can't do both. You know, and if your parents constantly said stuff like that, that it's better to help people or it's better to give than receive, you might still be saying this, right? Because you genuinely want to transform people's lives, but it's kind of keeping you broke because you think you can have one or the other, but not both. So that's a good one too. And here's the last one of my favorite. Money is dirty. 
Now, I've got young kids, so I totally get this, right? Because I'm always like, ah, don't lick that, don't lick that coin. Oh. And I've almost said things like, to you, oh, don't touch that, money's dirty. And, you know, then we hear things like filthy rich people or money grubbing people as if kind of it's you're doing something dodgy to earn money and money itself is dirty. And what kids hear is that money is bad. So there's no wonder that as women, we kind of have conflicting feelings about money. Now, maybe your parents said other things around money too. You know, maybe you had family mottos. And there's so much power in just uncovering what those entrenched stories and beliefs around money are for you. And then what do you do with that information? Maybe something's already clicked. You're like, ah, well, sometimes just being aware of the story behind those blocks is enough to shift them. So be curious about your family mottos and how they impacted you as a child, but how they impact you today as an entrepreneur. So it's time to get over those childhood money messages because it's your time and you're ready for the next step. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time. It's Denise here, and I just wanted to drop back in to wish you and your family a very safe and happy festive season. Thank you so much for listening to and sharing the Chill and Prosper podcast. I hope it's played a small part in helping you make your dreams become true this year. Just to let you know, we're taking a short break over the holidays, but the podcast will be back in January with even more episodes sharing my best money mindset marketing and manifesting advice for you. In the meantime, make sure you follow me on social media. I'm at Denise DT pretty much everywhere. Um, and check out my books at denisedt.com slash books. They make a great holiday gift. But also, if you need a little bit of mindset help over the holidays, my books are a great place to go. We've got them in Audible and uh, Kindle and paperback, but they can be absolutely amazing. But make sure you're following me at Denise DT and um, I'll still be there over the holidays if you need that little, I don't know, lift of motivation to get through them. I'm your gal. So take care from my family to yours. Enjoy the holidays. I can't wait for us to create even more amazing things next year. Bye for now.